Praise the Lord, family. It's so good to worship with you again on today. God has truly been good. He's been great. He's been wonderful to me. He has proven himself over and over and over again. I just want to thank God for having such great pastors. They are the greatest pastors that I know because they're the only pastors that I've had, but they have been great examples for us. And I thank God for their leadership and how God dwells with them. I just praise God for being a part of such a great family, redeemed assembly of Jesus Christ. I miss you all so much. Can't wait till there comes the time where we can fellowship in person. But I thank God for you. You are often in my prayers. And I just thank God for the miracles that he's working in our midst. I'm so excited about Jesus and to know that he's my God and and that to have a relationship with him. And today, I just want to encourage your heart. Bishop, I'm still feasting off that message last Sunday. He's famous for that. My God, I mean, it just... All week long, I've been dwelling on that. And then Danielle came, went to say, and let him out. And God is just, just speaking. And I praise God that, you know, there's nothing that stops God. He is a living God. And, you know, there's a lot of gods out here. Some have made images and others have served great men and they died. But only our God was resurrected from the dead. And we praise God for he's a living God and his word is living and it's powerful. And today I just want to encourage your heart coming from a topic, walk in victory. And before I even get started, I'm going old fashioned. I thank God for life, health and strength, the activities of my limbs, the working of my organs, the working of my senses. Thank God for having somewhere to lay my head, food to eat. I have a job that I can work. Thank God for being able to help others. God is good. I'm able to love others and others are able to love me. I thank God for the basis of life because without God, there's so many people who don't have that. But I thank God for what I have today. I have more than most. And I praise God for that. Today, we're going to talk about walking in victory. And Bishop laid it out for us. We got a God that's capable, but we ourselves, we have to choose to walk in victory. Joshua chapter 1, and I'll read verses 1 through 9 in the Amplified Bible. And it says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' minister, Moses, my servant, is dead. So now arise, take his place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land which I am giving to them, the Israelites. Every place which the sole of your feet shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised. From the wilderness and this Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, Canaan, and to the great Mediterranean Sea on the west shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I shall be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, confident, and of good courage. 
for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only you be strong and very courageous that ye may do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the Lord law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that ye may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have not I commanded you? Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And today I know that we all have had time to inventory. You know, uh, Minister uh, Tony Pittman, he talked about change. And we, we had some time to to kind of inventory and think of some things that we needed to change in our lives. And uh, we have started to start thinking different and being different. And we are abolishing the old patterns that we had that was leading us to the same results. And now we have picked up healthy patterns and we are just on our way in Christ Jesus some of us have started businesses others are writing books others have have kept captured the vision and the purpose that God has for your life and you're moving in it but while you're moving you're finding out that there are obstacles there are giants there are challenges and sometimes when you begin something new, it seems overwhelming. It seems like this is too much for me. But there is something deep on the inside of you saying, it is time for you to live up to your fullest potential. It's time for you now not to just think about it and talk about it, but it's time to put some action to it. It's time for you to move in faith and it's time for you to move in victory. Now, this it's sometimes easier said than done because it's something about when you go into uncharted territory, you do not know what to expect. You don't know what you're going to face because you've never been there before. But isn't it comforting to know that you serve a God that is Alpha and Omega. He knows the beginning in between and he knows your future. And his expectation is for you to have a good future. Isn't that comforting to know that God is right there? Now, Joshua is in a situation. Now, he is the one that was assisting Moses throughout the journey. He had some assignments, Moses gave it to him, but now Moses is gone. He is left to fill a tall order. He's left to fill some big shoes. Moses, the great man of God. And now he's at the point where now God is saying that I need you to lead them into the promised land. He no longer has Moses to pray for. He no longer have Moses to rely on and Moses' relationship with God to rely on. But now he has to go forth into something he has not done before. And he has to lead these people into the promised 
land. And let's relate this to something. I know you all have been passengers in the car. And a lot of times when somebody else drives, you want to, you tell them you need to get over, you need to slow down, you know, you need to break now, you're pressing your foot in the in the floorboard because it's time for you to stop. You telling them to, to slow down, telling them to hey, you need to go ahead, you got you got it on this side. But now it's time when it's time for you to drive, the whole perspective change because you now know the feel of the car. You know how the brakes are working. You can see in your side mirrors. You can see in your rear view mirror. And so now you are in the driver's seat. So your passengers don't have the same perspective as you have at this point. So it's something to be the side seat driver versus the driver. Joshua is put in a position that now he has to lead. Now he knows about these people. These are the same people that continuously complain and they change their mind. And Joshua was one of the ones who was a spy who went out to spy the land. And he came, he and Caleb came back and said, hey, let's go up at once because we know our God will give us the victory. But these people decided to stay anyway. He knows that the Israelites are unpredictable. They change their mind often. They change what they believe. They change in their actions. But God has given him the task that you have to lead these people into Canaan. You have to lead these people into the promised land. But God gives us some surety, gives Joshua some things to think about. He wants him to know that you can do this. I know what the past looked like. I know what your past experiences have been. I know what you're going to have to face in order to accomplish this. But look, you can do this because you know what? It's not because of you. It's because you're going to rely in me and you're going to have faith in me. You're going to have confidence in me. And God is going, I'm going to be the one that is with you. So there's a, a, some things that we can learn from this lesson. The first thing is God is with us and he will never leave us and he will not forsake us. And I also want to give an example um, of where Joshua was. Bishop and lady, they're our father and mother and the Lord. And it's something about being in their presence. When we're in their presence, we know God is there. We know God is with them. God has been proven in their lives. We know things are going to happen when the presence of our leaders are there. We feel confident. We feel this surety. We feel protected. I'm sure that Joshua was like, you know, I, I don't feel as protected. I don't, I don't feel like I'm in the presence of Moses. It doesn't feel the same. Just like now, you know, I know we're doing virtual church and it's a wonderful thing. I'm so excited about it, but it's nothing like being in the presence of your pastor, the presence of the people of God. So I think it's likened unto that, you know, now I am out here and I don't really have a person to show me how to do this. Now, we still have Bishop and Lady. We can call them at any time, thank God for it. We can see them on YouTube, thank God for it. But Joshua, on the other hand, he didn't have that privilege. This man is really in a, a desperate place, a place where he really has to 
build his faith. He really has to move into God, move and increase his relationship in God. The first thing that God promised is, I will be with you and will not fail you or forsaken you. It is comforting to know that God, the God of the universe, the God that created all things, the God who all things belong to, he is with his it's past the privilege, it's past the honor. I don't even know what to define that it as, but to have God be with you, that is awesome. That's amazing. It's it's almost unthinkable to have the God of the universe, the God that has made all things to be with you, the God who knows who you are. He knitted you together. You know, he made you to have him with you. That is something that sometimes is unthinkable, you know, but God says, I'm going to be with you, Joshua. And God is saying to us today, I'm going to be with you. But God tells us that he is going to take care of us. He's going to see us through. So God makes this covenant. So today, I want you to know, I don't care what the battle is. He's there. Whatever obstacle you're going through, he's there. When you are burdened, he is there. Whatever change that you have to make, God is right there with you. He promised that he will not fail us or forsake us. He will not leave us alone. Everywhere we turn, God is right there. God is with us. And I would, you know, doing my meditation and prayer, there's a few scriptures that I often say to God. Because I want, I'm talking to some people that you know that God wants you to have more. But sometimes in our lives, it's like, God, I know you're able and I know you'll do it for other people. But then there, there is an adversary that wants you to think that God won't do it for you. But today the devil is alive. God will do it for you. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to prosper. God wants your purpose fulfilled. Hallelujah. God wants it. Here's a, here's a scripture that, that I meditate on while I'm praying. And it's Psalms 138, verse 2. And it's in the New Living Translation. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and your faithfulness. For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. God is just not saying stuff. This Bible is real. God is backing his promises up by the honor of his name. Numbers 23 and 19, King James says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said it and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? Hebrews 6 and 18, New Living Translation says, so God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. 
And the last scripture I wanted to bring up that, that has really uh, motivated me and, and caused my faith to grow. It says Psalms 130, 130 verse 5, New Living Translation. I am counting on you, Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. And so we can count on God. When he says it, it's settled. And when God says that he's going to do something, he's going to do it. I praise God because he is a keeper of his word. And as we begin to go on in this text, the next thing is not only is God faithful, but he says to him, I need you to be strong and courageous. In the Hebrew, strong refers to mighty, valiant. In the Hebrew, courageous means to become strong, to be or grow firm, to empower or increase in strength. In everyday terms, to be strong is having the power to move heavy weight, to move, to be able to do physically demanding tasks. It is the ability to withstand great force or pressure. In everyday terms, courage is the ability to do something that you're frightened of. It is mental or more strength to venture, to persevere, to withstand danger, fear, and difficulty. To be strong is to be confident. And confidence we are, is not that we are confident in our ability, but we are confident because we are trusting and we are resting in God. God is saying, be assured that I will do what I said I would do. Be assured that I have the ability to perform it. It's having faith. Faith is believing. It's absolutely, absolute certainty that what you believe is true and that what is expected will come to pass. It's not wishful thinking, but there is it's a knowing on the inside that because God said it, that settles it. And he will come through. He will do what he said he would do. And many times, you know, as we grow in our faith, there are times when we say, I believe he'll do it, but I'm not sure he's going to do it for me. But I want you to know today that God, if God says it, he has no respect of person. If he do it for me, he'll do it for you. I was thinking about Brother Pete last week. And I was thinking, I said, Lord, I'm going to need a miracle in my life. But I said, God, if you did it for Pete, if you healed Linda, if you gave Andre a house, if you provided for Ashley, Lord, you have no respect of person. You will do the same thing for me because you love me. You know me by name. You knitted me together. You know what I need. You know how, 
what I need to become, everything you have purposed me to be. So if God says he'll do it, he will do it for you, not just for somebody else, but God will do it for you. You have victory. And you know, the thing is, is a lot of times God has already performed. He's already given it. He's already provided. He's already given us everything we need. All we need to do is to possess it. If he say I got victory, I got to act like I got victory. I got to believe like I got victory. God is faithful. He is not a man that he should lie, but God is faithful. Sometimes we doubt that God will do it for us. And I just want you to know that God will do it for you. And when you get in that place, I need you to confess the word of God. And at that point, you need to say, Lord, I'm wrapped in this here flesh. And this flesh is trying to talk louder than your word. So, God, I'm going to need you to help me to confess your word. And any, any part of me that's not believing you, God, help my unbelief. Because there's something about being wrapped in this flesh. We like we got fear in our faith. But there are times in life that God takes you to a place where you can't see your way out of it. You got to trust God. And that's when you grow. Hallelujah. God is saying to Joshua, you can walk in confidence because your reliance is in me. Your persona should be confident. Your speech should be confident. Your actions should be sure with confidence. We are confident because of God. I rest in his ability, not in mine, because every good thing that come out of me, I already know that God has done it for me. And, and, and so my confidence is in God, and because he's going to back every promise up by the honor of his name. Hallelujah. Though nothing has changed, we must remain confident in God. He's a keeper of his word. There is nothing that can stand against us when we rest and rely on God, when we understand our strength is in God. Once we realize who God is and start resting and relying on him, then we can walk in victory. We have victory over the enemy, victory over habits, victory in our relationship, victory in our families, victory in our minds, victory in our spirit, victory in our finances, victory over our health. We have the victory. And I don't know if you can type in the advance or just type it. And, and if somebody sitting next to you, tell them, I've got the victory. If you ever have experienced being, being bound by chains of, chains of addiction, being bound by chains of abuse, always having the skeletons of your past haunt you and sin, you know how sweet victory is. If you have ever experienced failure, then you know how precious it is. It is to have victory. First Corinthians 15 verse 57 says, but thanks be to God, which gives us victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you tell your neighbor again, I've got the victory. I am not a victim. I am a victor. I am a winner. God has set me up to win and whatever I do, if I follow him, he has set me up for victory. He has set me up to win when I follow him. The third thing that, that the Lord encouraged um, 
Joshua to do is to stay in the word. The only way to ensure our success is by building our faith and following the instructions of God. We must know it, do it, and meditate on it. We must know it, do it, and meditate on it. I'm going to say it one more time. We must know it, do it, and meditate on it. This word, it was so important until God instructed Israel in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. Teach them to your children. Talk about, talk about it when you sit in your house. Talk about it around the way. Have the word when you rise up in the morning and when you lay down at night. Bind it upon your head, between your eyes. Write it upon the doorpost of your house and upon gates. Today, we need to teach it to our children so that it can get in their minds and in their hearts. We need to have the word on the screensaver. We need to have the word on the mirror. We need to have the word in the car. We need to have the word on our phone. Whatever it takes, we need the word of God. Because what I have found out, there are times in life where, you know, I have talked about before, where you are experiencing something you never experienced before. And so you have an enemy that always wanted to accuse God as being unfaithful or having a respect of person. And sometimes you got to get in that word and you got to talk it. You got to eat on it. I think Bishop gave us the scripture and said, you got to chew on it like a dog chewing on a bone. That word got to be very life to you. And sometimes when we when we are going through, we cannot pray our emotions and what we're feeling and what it looks like. We have to pray the word of God. Lord, it looks like this, but God in your word, you promised. God in your word, you said. God in your word, you said that if I did this, this was going to happen. So you got to know the word of God. And I know a lot of times we want to escape that phase of it, but until you get to that phase, you don't know what God is capable of. You don't know who God is. You don't know your promises. You don't know your authority until you get in the word of God. And I encourage you today, chew on the word. It is your life. It is your way out. It is your answer to your problems. The word of God is the answer. Hebrews 4 and 12 in the Amplified says, for the word that God speaks is alive, is full, is power. Making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our heart and the word of God, it, it, it shows you where you are. It shows you where you need to grow, how you need to grow. It shows you where you have grown. The word of God is that measuring stick that we can go back. It's a measuring stick in which we can achieve to. Hallelujah. The word of God. The word is what changes us and makes us wise. The word that gives life. It gives us revelation and understanding. It gives the strategy and the instruction on how to be successful. We need to eat 
that word like it's our favorite meal, our favorite dessert, our favorite candy. We need to eat on the word of God. As we read, our hearts and our spirit need to soak it up like a sponge. The word makes us strong. David in Psalm chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, in the Amplified, it says, but his delight and desire are in the law of the law, and in his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teaching of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies on by day and by night, and he shall be like a tree planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. The word will always give us nourishment. The word will give us what we need. We will not be barren and dried up, but we will produce and there will be a harvest. This truth is that God is, God is the word of God. John 1 and 1 says it like this in the Amplified. In the beginning, before all times, was the word Christ, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 14, and the, and the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacles, fixed his tent flesh, lived a while among us, and we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as an only begotten son receives from the Father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. And then and, and when you read John chapter 15, verses 5 through and 7, and that he is divine and if we abide in him, we shall bear fruit. But if we don't, we shall be cut off. The word will help us to fulfill our individual destiny. The word of God itself is compiled and it's called the into a book and it's called the Bible. Therefore, it's in the book that I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I can ask what I will and it shall be done unto me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It is in the book that by Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. My mind can be transformed and my spirit can be, be renewed through the word of God. It is in the book that I shall not die, but I shall live. I can have a new life because old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. It's in the book that I shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover that I will speak with new tongues and no deadly thing shall come now my dwelling shall not come to harm me. It's in the book that chains can be broken. My habits can be broken. My oppression and depression spirits can be broken. It is all in the book. It is in the book, hallelujah, that I will reap a harvest if I not. It's in the book that says, I, if I pay my tithe and give my offering, the windows of heaven will be open unto me. Hallelujah. And, and he will pour me out of blessing that I will not have room enough to receive. It is in the book that says he will give me power to get wealth. In the book he says that my life, my future is all planned out and he has a good and expected 
for me. My healing is in the book. My joy is in the book. My deliverance is in the book. I have victory because he wrote it and he's standing behind it at the honor of his name. And I praise him for it. And you know, every now and then, you got to tell the devil that you've already been defeated on the cross. I ain't going to waste a whole lot of time with you because you're already defeated. Your head has already been crushed and I'm just going to put you under my foot if I get it. You out. I'll you out. If I gotta dance you out, I'll dance you out. But you are already defeated. There's a song that, that used to be sung in the church that I've got the victory. Hallelujah. I've got the victory. Hallelujah. I've got the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then there's another part of the song that says, Satan is defeated. Hallelujah. Satan is defeated. Hallelujah. So we don't have to waste a whole lot of time on him because the word of God alone, the fact that God died on the cross for us, he crushed the head of the enemy. He crushed him and he went down and he released those things that was down there and he rose again with all power in his head and that same power that dwells on the inside of us called the Holy Ghost. Bishop called it the sixth sentence last week and when Bishop called it the sixth sentence last week I went and prayed. I said, yeah, Lord, I, I want my to pray. I want to pray in the, I feel like standing up over here. I, I want I want to pray in the Holy Ghost so the devil can't even hear what I'm talking about because he can't understand this heavenly language. But I declare to you, you have the victory. Hallelujah. Well, I'm so, I'm, I, I, I ain't going to apologize because God said he's doing something in my life. He's been good to me. So I'm going to give him everything I got. And the only person I know how to be is Evelina Denise Harris Wilson. And that's who I will be. Hallelujah. And God just, he's going to work through that. And in my conclusion, Jesus too had to go into some uncharted territory. We, need, we needed a remedy for us. And you know, there was there was the lambs and there was the dove and, and there was you know all types of animals that was being sacrificed, but that wasn't good enough because we as men we kept going back into sin. But God and God in his wisdom said we're gonna solve this once and for all. Uh, hallelujah. He sent Jesus Christ, hallelujah, to be the mediator between between us and, 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 and him. Hallelujah. And we thank God for being the mediator. And God is, and like I read before, God in the beginning was God, and God was the word, and God was with God. And God is, the word is God. So we understand that God in all his wisdom, he said, I've got to go down and save my people from their sin. I want to be a remnant to them. I want them to have life and life more abundantly. The thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that he may have life and that more abundantly. And look, check your life out. God wants you to have abundant life. He wants you to have some peace in your life. He wants you to be whole. That's why God came. But the thief is coming to steal, to kill, and 
heavenly star. But I want you to know today, because he came down on the cross, and because he got the victory, today we can live free of sin. Hallelujah. And when I say that, when we can live free of sin, as long as we are in him, as long as we are following him, we are on our own, can't do nothing. But with him, all things are possible. Hallelujah. And, and you know, so I thank God for his love for me. And you know, a lot of times I, I hear a lot of people say, if you do this, then this is gonna happen. But I am a witness that I have not caused every tea and I have not died in every hour. But God chose to bless me. Some things God just chose to do. And we need to see his hand when he chooses to do great things for us. Something God chooses to do. It was beyond my ability. It was beyond my control. It wasn't that I was so perfect, but God chose to love me. He chose to deliver me. He chose to bless me. And today, I want to give him praise. I want to say thank you, Jesus. Not because you had to do it, but God, you chose to do it. You chose to keep your covenant with me, even when I didn't live up to my half of the covenant, God, you chose to bless me, and I thank you for it. He died and was buried, and he rose with all power in his hand. Because of the great sacrifice, we can claim all promises made, and, and, and we, you know, it's one thing to talk a lot about the Bible and about God. And being opinionated, it is one thing to do that. But there comes a time where you got to decide if you believe God or not, whether he's real or he's not. And, and, and when, not, when that time comes, when you come to the point, God, I believe you. I believe who you are. I believe in your ability. It's such a freedom. That come because there's a struggle between flesh and, and this faith that we're talking about. But when you come to the reality that God is real, his word is real, his word works. When you come to that reality, it's like, oh my God, I serve God, the great one. I serve God and he's real and he's living. It takes the pressure off of you. And then you can just go boldly to his throne. And you can talk about everything that concerns you. Because God will perfect it. Everything that concerns you, God will perfect it. One on the cross, God did so many things. And often in my prayer, I take, I, I take a lot of time just thanking God for the cross. And, and, and for his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Because when you study these things, it teaches us so much. And most importantly, it just shows you how much God loves us and how much he wants to commune with us and be with us. So we praise God for that. Today, there is somebody. You feel defeated. You've been, you've been trying to control everything. And you realize you can't control everything. You need 
a power. My power that's greater than me is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my power greater than me. But you need the Lord. You need a greater power than yourself to help you do this journey, to try to do your course, to help you be the best that you can be. You need the Lord. Some people are still bound today. You're bound by sin. Today, I'm here to tell you that when you repent, which means you turn away from your sin and you turn towards God and you ask him for help, God hears you. And he is able to forgive you for all sins, for all shortcomings. God is able to forgive you. And then he, once you do that, you have the opportunity to be baptized in his name, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins. And then he says he's going to give you the gift, the free gift of the Holy Spirit that will help guide you into truth, that will convict you when you're wrong. It it will help you pray. He will give you the power of the Holy Spirit. And so today, that's God's promise to you. And, and, And all you have to do is accept it. You just have to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I repent of all of my sins. I've done wrong. I've tried to do it on my own, God, but I'm failing miserably. I need you in my life. And that's the first step. But then God, you as you as you grow in Christ and as you say, I want to make a new commitment, you can be baptized in the name of if you want to make a new commitment to God and you want to give your life to God today, you can be you can repent. You can be baptized in Jesus name. And there's the gift of the Holy Spirit that he wants to give you from this point, from that point on. You can walk in power and you can walk in victory. This moment, you can have victory. Lay claim to it. It's already been given. Lay claim to it. The Lord loves you today. I love him today. I love you today. And I just want you to know that God is real. And so many people are missing out on who he is. And if you're listening to me today and you have not experienced Jesus, Jesus has been the best thing. You know, um, it's one thing for people to, you you to have secondhand experience, but I want to talk to you from a person who have had firsthand experience. Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to me. Jesus is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I want you to experience him. I want you to let him in. I can't make you do it, but at least try him. You've tried so many other things, but try Christ today. Jesus is the best thing that can ever happen to me. And today I praise him for coming into my life because he made me a better person. He changed me. And today, take the opportunity, get to know Jesus. Let him change your life or he's changed mine. I love you today. Have a blessed week. And remember, you have the victory and God wants to bless you. He is not far from you. Just just receive it. He's released it. You receive it. And don't listen to those thoughts in your head that say you're not good enough. That is for somebody else. 
Everybody else can have it. But today, God wants to bless you. God wants you to have victory. Love you. Stay in carriage and walk in victory.